Hello, everybody out there, and a big welcome to all of you listeners, and uh, a big welcome to Toma Harper. You are on the other side of the world. That is fantastic. Welcome to you, and you have something exciting to share with us. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I'm here today to talk about um, track systems or paddock paradise um, systems. Um, yeah, because I run an adjustment or some other people what they call boarding facility or livery yard <laughs> for horses on those um, track systems and paddock paradises. Yeah. Uh -huh. How does that work? <laughs> So um, pretty, uh, yeah, pretty easily said it's um, horses live in laneways rather than in a big square paddock. So let's say you have your um, yeah, square paddock, the outer, the outer perimeter fence. You just put a second fence down along the perimeter of the fence and that builds your laneway. And the horses live in those laneways um, to make them move more. So you have um, water on one end and a food source on the other end, hay usually, yeah. <clears throat> and then maybe a shelter on another corner again. So that makes them move a little bit more to um, to find the resources like they would do in, in the wild pretty much. That's just yeah, that's just the idea um, Jamie Jackson came up with um, by following wild um, wild horses uh, in America. And then he came up with that system to, um, <clears throat> yeah, to have it in a domesticated environment to just replicate, replicate that in the domestic um, environment, yeah. Yeah, I can think that maybe it's it's boring for the horses just to have a, a square and and uh, nothing to do. But but how can you how how big a space would you have to to do these things? Yeah, you can do it on any size of um of acreage. It doesn't really matter if it's um very large or very very small. In fact, it's more taken on in Europe a lot because they have less land than we here in, in Australia. Um, so they have, um, they call them in Germany, for example, where I'm from, they call them Aktivstall often, which is like an active stable pretty much um, translated. Yes. And um, yeah, so they have smaller properties and obviously the horses move less on smaller spaces, even yeah, less than in a big square grassy paddock. Um, and yeah, by putting in those laneways, they just make them move more than what they would in those little acreages. They also work for big acreages just as well, though. But um, yeah, essentially, you have like a minimum of three meters, maybe more, um, a laneway. Of course, the more horses you have, the laneways have to be bigger. You incorporate very large areas to where they eat, for example, where they um, can sleep and roll. You put in very, very large areas for that. So they don't get, you know, they feel comfortable to sleep. They feel comfortable to roll and um, to play with their mates. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like a play yard for horses. <laughs> it is, exactly. Yeah. So it's very enriching. It's a very enriching life, like more than just being, just standing on one spot, eating, walking a step or two to keep eating. And then they just walk, yeah, two, three, four, five steps. Then they accidentally get to the water somehow, have a drink, and then they just turn their bum again and eat again. Yeah. Um. So with the back, obviously they eat somewhere and then they have to have a thought of, oh, I'm thirsty, so they have to make their way in a good, nice forward walk to get to the water. So that's good for their mind, obviously, to first also be thinking about their needs. I need shelter, and then they need to go find that shelter. I need food, and they need to go find the food, and so on. Yeah. Yeah. How, uh, how, how can you plan this? Uh, is, there, is there something you can you can see how they can plan it or or, or you just yes, found out so, yourself <laughs> um so me personally i found out about it on a a hoof trimming clinic for um yeah horse owners how to trim their own um horses feet and they um showed this yeah paddock paradise as an alternative to keeping horses because yeah, movement obviously great for feet. You can also put the um, on these laneways. You can put down surfaces so they don't always just walk on soft grass or mud or mm -hmm. whatever. You can put down rocks, yes. so they have to walk through those rocks to get to their surfaces, which is really good for their feet. So that's where I heard the first time about it. And the man Jamie Jackson that I mentioned before, who followed the wild horses and came up with this idea he has written a book so that's a very very good resource to um, read his book and find out the in and outs about that and then just adapt that to your property so if you have hills or trees or yeah whatever so incorporate that into your um into your laneways um, yeah, take note where your horse likes to lay down, then you can incorporate that and put maybe a nice sand pit there for them to lay down and make it nice and comfy. It's also all about choice with the track system as well. So they live, they should be living out 24-7 as well. Um, yeah, in Europe, even with the cold climates, they do that there as well. Mm -hmm. um, and they have then big walk-in barns, for example, and they can just walk in there if they feel cold. But if they don't, they also are welcome to stay out in the in the weather. Um, so, yeah, obviously in Europe, you do need probably those big barns so they can stay warm if they want to. Here in Australia, for us in Queensland, where I am, a big shelter is enough a big roof for them to go under if it's raining a lot and they can choose to go under there but yeah it's very adaptable you can adapt it very well to your to your needs to your climate to your yeah your horse's specific needs because it's very very good and probably needed for a let's say laminatic um horse yes. or yeah. obese horse they pretty much is their only chance to live a fulfilled life in a track mm. rather than in a stable or in a little dirt yard. Um, yeah, so you you can adapt that to your horse's needs, to your needs, to your land's needs. But the Jamie Jackson book is a great um, start to figure out the why and the how a little bit too. <laughs> yeah, and then um, 
actually there's another lady from England. Um, she is running an adjustment in a big scale in England, and she has written a book as well now. Um, and that goes in very deep on the how to do it and how to adapt mm -hmm. it um, into your property pretty much, yeah. Yeah, because I can, I can think that horses uh, very much choose themselves also, uh, as you said, where where they want to roll and where they want to lay down. Uh, yeah. I have heard a lot of people <clears throat> who had made these barns for horses, and they say they're always outside; they never go in there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, and that's the thing. And so many of us sort of force them to do it. So they think, "Oh, I'm cold, so I got to bring my horse into that nice, cozy stable." Yes. Um, where they keep nice, dry, and warm, but actually. Our horses' needs are not the same as our needs. We love the idea of a nice stable with our new jammies on. A nice stable. We don't like <laughs> sorry. a nice bed, you know, fresh, yes. freshly made, nice jammies, fresh jammies on, whatever, being nice and dry. But if you would ask a horse, I think most of them would actually prefer to be out with their friends, be able to move, be yes. able to eat. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty much what... Um, what the track system is based on yeah choice mm -hmm. and like um species appropriate living a bit more yeah rather than stables and small yards yes because horses are made for movement all the time exactly. uh, i have also uh, talked with a lot of people around this with with flies um people put blanket on and for their eyes and everything i said yeah i i have tried to do it but my horses is just taking them off and then i think yeah. okay the, the this is their natural movement they not with yeah. the head and they they are walking away from the flies and then they move a lot instead of standing in the corner and just relax yeah. all the time yeah, even for for that, I have read that some people put in, like, I don't know, I think lavender or rosemary um, areas where they just ah. cover them. And then the horses learn and can choose to get away from the flies and just choose to stand in that spot, for example. So it can become a great resource again to make them move along the track again. Uh -huh. So you can make it like quite natural. Never heard about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good idea, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. I have just I've just started to do a little herb garden for them to self-select to eat if they want to. Yes. But I have planted specifically um yeah, fly or mozzie repellent plants, but it's in a it's in planning. It's a really good idea, I think, because yeah, we in Australia definitely have so many mozzies. Yeah. Yes, yes, I know, I know. Yeah. But uh, is there, you, you t said rosemary, uh, if, if if they eat it, uh, is it dangerous for them or they can eat it and, and it's yeah, uh, they okay? can be very healthy. Yeah, yeah, they can definitely eat it. So mm -hmm. another thing with the track system is that um, it's based on forage 24-7, which also a horse is designed to Mm -hmm. to have available to them but in small amounts so like in small feeding um, hay nets with really small holes let's say and just small nets so they keep going and searching for more and different forage mm -hmm. which they would do in the wild so in the wild they go you know have a little bit of grass available or like yeah more like dried 
grass like plants yeah and then they go and chew on a bit of bark and then they go chew on mm. a on a shrub or bush um or leaves from the tree and um yeah um maybe come past some salt lakes where they can have the yes. mineral intake and stuff like that so that's what we sort of again replicate on the track system um with the different herbs so yeah if they if they eat it they will know that it's good for them because they have enough forage available like i would be yes. the horse feels the need to eat something because there's nothing else to eat for them, then yeah, that can get dangerous. And that's when they probably would eat things they're not really supposed to. But yes. as long as we provide them with 24-7 hay, um, then we are sure that they don't eat it because they're starving and they're like just mm. desperate for something in their stomach. We know that they will eat it because they choose to. They choose to. Like I have, I've, yeah, I've planted... Um, uh, mint for them and they have not touched it <laughs> at all so obviously there's no mint need for them right now but i'm just leaving yeah. it there and maybe one day they will feel the need and, yeah, eat yeah. It. <laughs> i was uh, i was a bit surpri surprised i i moved from sweden to hungary with my horses and uh, there's a, a lot of different plants here that they don't know yeah. and they are raised in in sweden but when we came here, they, it was natural for them. There was uh, these plants, uh, they didn't touch them. They, they ate the grass and everything that were good for them. And uh, I have noticed that these plants that are not good for them, they are left. So we, we just yeah. cut it off and, and take it away. And yeah. that, that is fantastic that they have that in, in their body. They know the difference. Yeah, exactly. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So you actually plant herbs for the horses in in this area. Yeah, I haven't gotten much yet, but yeah, that's that's lots in the in the planning. But yeah, the big track system um, yards. Yeah, they have most of them have a selection of different herbs available. Yeah. Yeah, for them to self-select. It's always good to put a little protector on top of it <clears throat> so the horses don't rip out the plant. Yeah. So like, let's say some sort of a, um, a wire, wiry protection. Yes. <laughs> so they can only eat the bits that sort of stick out of the wire. Yeah. Otherwise, it would probably just rip out the whole plant. And that way you can maintain your um, your herb garden for your horses pretty well. well that's smart. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. great things out there. Yeah, yeah. you can also yeah. give them if if they are fat, you can give them straw instead of hay on 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 some places. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the best is to literally just do different things all around the track, so they can choose and they can yeah move for it and find it um, themselves pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> You were talking about uh, nets with with the hay in. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Do you use that? Because uh, I have heard that's not so good for the teeth of, of the horse. Yeah, so that's true in that matter that you can't just offer always just out of the nets. So it's mm -hmm. all the balance. Mm -hmm. I do mainly out of the nets. But um, there's also great knotless hay nets out now. So they're really, really soft. Mm 
and they have no knots in them, um, that's much better for their horse's teeth. But yes, definitely a mixture. So it's important yeah. that they um, get loose hay <clears throat> available as well. So what I do is I put loose hay. I'm very lucky. I have quite a few trees. I have a big area with lots of trees and shrubs um, on my track. So what I do there, I just put them up in a tree, like just a, let's say half a biscuit of loose hay. Yeah. I just wedge in between like a tree, um, like a branch, or I put it loose over a little bit of a um, bush or a shrub or something. So they can have that natural um, movement of stretching and reaching, you know, for like the leaves, what they would do in the wild. So they just reach for the loose hay. And that gives them the, yeah, you know, the access of, of loose hay, not always yes. through the net. And, and I also do like different um, um, boxes, like they call them snuffle boxes. So you put loose hay in a big box or I use bathtubs even because I have some bathtubs available. I don't know what to do with. So I just fill them with um, loose hay and I just throw in some um little treats i mean can be apples and carrots but also just their pellets what they get in their normal you know yeah. market or whatever um just so they can search for it eat the pellets and then have the loose hay to eat as well mm -hmm. or just loose hay piles just along the track um then i have hay bins it's literally just a like the wheelie bins where you put our rubbish in but i cut a hole in the bottom and fill the hay ah. from the top Yes. So then they also have the nice head down position because obviously, again, we don't want them just to reach up with their, oh, with their necks right. out of the nets. But they also need to have the head down position um, and the nice loose, yeah, as you said, so their um, teeth don't get um, yeah, worn down. Um, yeah, it's definitely a balance. Like, yeah, we have to be make sure that we don't just only offer one source of... Mm yeah hay access yeah yeah it's definitely a very good point to make there yeah you also get exercises of putting out on all the places exactly <laughs> exactly right it's not just exercise for our horses it's great exercise for us because we do do some kilometers then a little bit yeah. <laughs> because you don't uh, what i used to do i used to feed like at my gate that's usually where you know you have the water where you fill up your water yes for the horses and then you also usually have your shed there where you have your horse feed and your horse hay and then so what I used to do is just feed my bucket feed at that gate water you know fill up the water at that gate throw them a biscuit of hay at that gate yeah <laughs> and I also take them in and out out of the same gate so They, this gate would be like you know the main hangout area for them because they would look for you know their bucket feed or yes. um, they don't have to move at all so they eat their bucket feed then they drink and they eat their hay all in the same station yeah. obviously there was a little bit less work for me to walk <laughs> but now I just yeah. have to walk the other side of the of the paddock pretty much to hang up the hay nets or you know do my things yeah. but um I have gotten motorized help now <laughs> with that. Oh, that's um, great. <laughs> and yeah, and you so can sort of grow, grow yeah. with it. Yeah, expand yes. with it. Yeah. So it um, it it takes a little fantasy to make this. Um, yeah, 
you were talking about the books maybe there there are maps where you can see how how it uh, mm -hmm. you can do it or or how is that yeah so first like the basic one so what i have actually done it's not out yet quite i need to i need uh, people to look over it a little bit before i trust myself to send it out into the world but i have done a little um track system info like a booklet it's just only like 10 11 pages maybe yeah. but i try to make it really comprehensive with examples um on yeah on like pretty much basic track systems how you would start like as i said if we just talk about a square paddock it's sort of the easiest but then it's easy to adapt for any shape and type of um, property you have but yeah, it's uh, maybe not much fantasy, but I think it is a lot of, to start with, it's just a lot of um, observation, I would say that. I would call it observation rather than anything else because, yeah, you'd literally start with the outside going along with the second fence line, fence line uh, along the outside, oh, sorry, inside of your outside fence pretty much, out of your per perimeter fence, and then just watch. Just watch your horses. How are they feeling about it? Are they are there maybe some fights in some areas? Make those bigger. Um, what's your land doing? Is it getting really really boggy on that on that area? Maybe track them around it, or put in your surfaces. You know, put in your rock. Um, yeah, just watch them. Are they actually moving? Are they understanding the track? Um, maybe put an extra laneway in if they don't move enough. Like, let's say they just stand on the hay and just stare at the water over there and they're like, how do I get there now? Yes. <laughs> then, <laughs> sometimes you have to help them maybe once or twice. Um, usually they get it. Usually they really easily get it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, if you keep noticing that, just put an extra laneway in it. So they sort of have a figure of eight, if that makes sense, rather yeah. than just a big loop on the outside. Hmm. Um, sometimes that's help that helps them move to the areas they want to. Um, yeah, but I would say yes, definitely just a start of an easy outside fence and then just watch your horses how they feel about that. Hmm. Same with the sizes, like if you have two horses, um, three meters is plenty, but if you have more, then obviously maybe add another meter per horse then after those three meters. Um, but same thing, watch them. They're all individual. So obviously the herds will be individual as well in how they get along with each other, you know, mm -hmm. how much they push each other around. But actually while I'm at that um, subject, a track is also very, very um, anxiety lowering for horses. Mm -hmm. So if you have that horse, you say, oh, no, my horse can't do that because it's always fighting the other horse about yes. the food or whatever that is usually a form of anxiety and they call it resource guarding so because if like here in australia i don't i don't know how it is um, in other countries but here in australia it's very very common um to feed your horse a, a biscuit of hay in the morning and a biscuit of hay at, at night mm. <laughs> um like yeah, just a small amount yeah. so obviously that becomes for the horse a very attractive thing and the very rare and scarce thing mm. so they think oh my god this one biscuit this is mine come, this is mine exactly <laughs> yeah. this yeah. mine doesn't come along um mm. um 
often so I have to protect it with everything I have um and that's when the fights happen in the wild the horses don't fight as much as our domesticated horses at all um so the track since having then um forage available hay available 24 7 it takes what I have discovered or what I've experienced probably two weeks for a horse to calm down Hmm. and stop guarding those resources yeah and it's really amazing to watch how they come that they start sharing with others they start being yeah just Mm. super calm and casual about about it because they have learned it's not going anywhere it's not going away um and they don't have to protect it and that yeah lowers those fights so so much it makes Mm. them so chilled out and yeah with it the whole anxiety goes down same for the bucket feeds i feed my horses twice a day just a small small feed for the minerals and stuff um and the those times they don't even most of the time i have to call them because <laughs> they, yeah. they're not standing at the gate like banging the no. gate saying where's my food where's my food they just like their belly is full they're fine i mean yeah. they love it they, it tastes nice for them so they do come when I call them Mm. but it's not that they have this anxiety of oh my god where is it I have to fight everyone else to get it first um yeah so that's a really nice well I don't know if it's a side effect but yeah side effect of the track (laughs) but I I think it's it's the same around people are so afraid that their horse get fat when they have uh uh, to eat uh, 24 hours uh, a day mm-hmm. but uh, my experience is that that as you say um, a couple of weeks then they are used to that the, they don't have to swallow all of it in in one chew they they can go and they can take a little here and li- little there it calms them down it's yes. also good I'm for their body uh, and yes yeah the anxiety yeah yeah absolutely that's what i've i've seen too and that's what i heard people say too oh, i can't give my horse 24 7 because it will just stand there and eat mm. but yes just give them two weeks and yeah I, most of them of, there's always exceptions always. of course but yeah of course if they are in see. in a box and you feed them there 24 yeah. hours a day uh, then they would just yeah. eat and eat but when they are out with yeah. their friends and they're walking around it's it's a whole other thing exactly yeah, yeah. And, and also speaking of um, getting you know fat as well actually the grass is what makes them much you know bigger because it's the it's the sugars in in the grasses so if you do feed the, the right hay it should be very low sugar and very low starch mm. um and that's a healthy so it's like more eating lot tons of broccoli rather than tons of burgers or lollies yes yes yeah <laughs> so, that's right yeah yeah we have yeah. talked a lot about that because uh uh, we in in Scandinavia have started to feed with ensilage and um, that is very strong because you, you take it early in the year and a lot of horses get colic and, and uh, can't, it's too much. You just have to to take it uh, in, the, in the end of the summer instead where, where the grass is long and it's dry uh, it's much much better for the horses. Yes, 
Yes. Yeah. And that also, again, with the track, what I like about it is it allows you to rest your track middles that long for the grass to actually grow to a mature, nice, safe um, height mm. where you then can graze your horses on again, but in a safe way rather than, you know, when it's really short and over overgrazed or mm. I don't know, maybe even mold or whatever. So you can really rest it and have it, yeah, as a long, nice source of a healthy source of, of grass. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, if you have good grass as well, because obviously around Australia and I think many parts in Europe would be probably the same. Um, the grasses are not native anymore. They're all the grasses. They have been sowing for cows to get, you know, fat and stuff, but they're mm. really bad for our horses. Yeah. Yeah, and and you put a lot of fertilizer on it, and uh, then it's it's too too much for the horses. Too rich, yeah, yeah. yes, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. why I say uh, sometimes you can you can change it uh, for straw. Uh, you have half hay and half straw, so they they are are chewing all the time because that is healthy for the horse to to chew and chew. Uh, they have a yeah. l very little stomach compared to their size, so they have to get food all the time. Yeah, exactly. Little, little, little constantly yeah. a little bit. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. With grass, as you said, like they need to chew in grass. You don't have to chew as much. With same with the hard feet, like the bucket feet, you don't have. There's not much to chew, but yeah, hay or straw, like. Yeah, long stemmed fiber you have to actually chew in that yeah that's what's yeah. healthy for them yeah that's great and uh, and i love the project because uh, in uh, in our society today we are make it it easy for ourselves we put the horses in boxes so we have them there and and it's not yes. so much work for us but we don't think about all these things that horses can get when they are in a box for a very long time yes. uh, but yes. i think uh, people are getting more and more aware of where how to do with the horse and you you don't yes. have this uh, I don't know what you call it in in English, but where they buy it in in oh, the uh, cribbing and weaving, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Absolutely. You you will get rid of this, but if the horse have something to do all all day long, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I always say to um to people that. Yeah, there's so many properties out there that I see they have an amazing, you know, sand arenas and amazing toilet mm -hmm. blocks for the people and amazing um, tack rooms or like where they keep their feet and their and their saddles and it looks just so good and the yes. fences are like white and beautiful and the grass is mowed sometimes even, which is, yeah, you know, looks nice. Yes, yes, um, it does. But yeah, as you, as you said, it's just all for us, for our human enrichment and joy really but yeah. what I do here is I put all because I mean services aren't cheap like you know buying rock to put down for your horse in the paddock is not cheap it's at least not here in Australia no. um, but I um, I'm happy to put that there because 
I put my money, I know I put my money where it's beneficial for my horse's health 24-7 every day, all the time, rather than, you know, a beautiful Sandarina. Not that I, I would love one, yeah. <laughs> I would definitely love one, <laughs> but we get joy out of it, you know, uh, like yes. an hour a day, if if that, in my in my case, probably would be an hour a week, really, as a mom and stuff. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I think we have to, yeah, think, think about what's good for the horse and healthy for the horse first and yeah. then and then us probably a bit second because yeah as you said they have many health issues I mean what I've gotten rid of on the track is um you know many issues with their feet even we have a condition called Queensland itch here in, in Queensland mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like an allergy to mozzie bites and I have a mare who was really 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 bad affected by it and she's been on the track now for nearly three years. And it's pretty much healed itself. I haven't done anything. No. <laughs> so I think it's stress. It can't it came from from Yeah, stress and, stress. and the immune yeah. system wants yeah. to have all these things around it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So now I, I save money and time in showering, shampooing her, creaming her. You know, doing all the things that I used to spend hours on yeah. <laughs> doing with her to try to get rid of this itch. Um, same thing with oh, I don't know, you know, all these words in different countries, but like yeah. mud fever, we call it. It's like a bacterial infection underneath the skin on their legs. Yes. Um. Yes. Um. Yeah. All that. I don't have that anymore. I don't have to spend the money and time to treat that. Um. Yeah. There's so many things that this track life has taken care of um mm. that i didn't even know it would but <laughs> yeah. yeah so you spend a little bit more time in putting out hay but you spend less time in in treating all the pathologies they come up with yeah mm. yeah and the horses has a better life and yeah. and that is yeah, uh, also, to be healthier and all yeah all, all right yeah that, that you you took up the this we where you have a, a fantastic arena and all that and I always tell people that it's different they have their horses different because they are riding they're competing they're riding their horse one two hours a day and they get their exercise but normal people like us as you said you're going to have a baby now and and uh, you don't have this time to to do it then let the horses have their natural environment yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. So if uh, somebody wants to to know a little bit more about it, how can they get in touch with you? With you? Um, so I have a Facebook page. Um, it's called Active Horse Adjustment Plus. Um, so yeah, I t- just took the name from German, <laughs> as I mentioned before, Aktivstall. I just translated it in, in yes, pretty much. Yes. So it's active, <clears throat> active force um, adjustment. Um, yeah, I'm on uh, Facebook and on Instagram as well under the same name. And um, yeah, that's pretty much the two main main things to get yeah get more information. I put lots of posts up about benefits and tracks in general. And um, yeah, as I said, I have been working on a little booklet that hopefully will be out um, to purchase soon. 
and um yeah but i'm always i'm sharing so many resources there how you can find i also run oh yeah i also run a little group on um facebook is the aussie what did i call it <laughs> aussie track system and pedo paradise yeah that's specific for australia but there's also a um just horse track systems page for all over the world with lots of great people who have yeah, who run tracks just at home or as adjustments or, yeah, we're happy to just put so much information on, on there so you can work out your, your own track. Sounds great. Yeah. yeah. It has really been a pleasure to talk with you. I love your uh, view of having horses in that environment. And, thank uh, you. So thank you so much for sharing today. Thanks. And thank you for listening. You are there and please subscribe to this channel so we can get on with our things here every week. <laughs> so thanks a lot and uh, have a good time in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye.